Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. And welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Pete. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Are you? Yeah, no, I, awesome. I am. I, I, I am excited about this one, and I think it's, uh, it's, it is really appropriate and well-timed for me. So we're talking all about FOMO. Oh, FOMO. <laughs> if you don't know what that means... You're probably over 25. Yeah. <laughs> but you you no doubt experience it nonetheless, I am sure. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list. Pretty please. And you'll get an email every single time a new episode goes live each week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us. You can leave us a voicemail, 503-664-4ADD. And get your voice on this very show. We want to hear from you. Uh, And we're all celebrating over here. It's the best time of year if you're in the ADHD business, ain't it? Well, it's a, yes, it's a fun time of year. There need to be more songs. Like, we need ADHD holiday songs for October, right? Well, get on that there. I'm going to, we're going to start writing some celebration (laughs) songs. There will be a whole canon. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's true. October is ADHD Awareness Month. We yes, are aware. Yes, yes. We are aware. Yes. So it's 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 great because I'm getting all these like emails from different organizations saying uh, are asking, you know, promote this and promote that, and and it's all it's all great. So yeah. um, lots of great things happening in the ADHD community, and I will definitely be sharing uh, those things as they come. Um, my way. I will be sharing them here uh, on the podcast, but also in my newsletter and blog and everywhere everywhere else. So Excellent. So what, but, what kinds of things are you doing to yes, celebrate ADHD awareness? Exactly. So there are some promotions um, over at Take Control ADHD. Uh, I am offering a 10% um, discount on all of my coaching uh, packages and services for the month of October. So if you have been thinking about coaching and just maybe not sure if it's for you, give me a, a call or send me an email at Nikki at TakeControlADHD.com. I would love to talk to you and introduce to you some different ideas and packages and you get 10% off. 
Outstanding. Fabulous. Look at that. I know. And then you also, all the people out there that have not um, experienced organizing your space your way, I am offering a discount on the online course. So starting October 1st, I'm. It, this is going to be for a limited time. I'm not sure if I'm going to do for the whole month of October. So if this is something that you're interested in doing, I, I suggest going and, and doing it now. Um, I'm going to be offering the course at 25% off oh. um, for that. So. All you have to do is check out the website, um, go to courses, and it will give you a whole explanation of what's in the course, and you can enroll and uh, get started with that, you know, ASAP. Yes. Yes. Well, speaking of other acronyms, you did an you did an A-D-D-A-T-A-D-D-T-A-L-K. Oh my gosh, I did. An that ad was a, good. Add a TAD talk. I did an add a TAD talk. <laughs> so I am a part of a promotion. Um, yeah, so remember the organization I did the webinar for um, back in August was well, ADA. Yes. And uh, they have created TAD Talks. Uh, and it's kind of a riff off of the whole TED Talk. In fact, when I told my sister that I was doing it, it was really funny because she's like, oh, I've heard of that. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not on TED Talk. But <laughs> Thank you for thinking that I could be. One that day. Is, One day. Yeah, I'm really appreciative of that. So, hey, sis, thanks for the support. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not TED Talk. It's uh, TED Talk. Um, and they're only nine minutes instead of 18 because of the, um, you know, clientele that we're reaching for, yeah, right. right? We want to keep your <laughs> right. attention. We can't We can't sit that long. <laughs> no, no. So, they're only nine minutes long. They're pre-recorded and they're coming to you either on Ada's Facebook, Twitter pages, or through their newsletter. So you do have to uh, attach yourself to Ada um, by liking their Facebook page, liking their Twitter page, or signing up to their newsletter. But I, I'm telling you, I mean, the, it's a great organization. They have webinars, I think, at least twice a month, if not every month for sure, that are free to members. And and uh, it's it's just a, it's a great place to go if you're looking for resources. I am going to be somewhere in the middle of October because e- each day there's going to be a TAD talk. So basically starting from October 1st, to October 31st. So there's 31 okay. different people talking. Excellent. And I'm going to be in the middle um, of that. And uh, my talk is about organizing with ADHD, how to set up realistic expectations. Well, that again, very timely. Yes. It is. Yeah. So I was really, um, that I got to tell you, that was a huge milestone for me in my own personal career. It was an honor to be chosen to mm-hmm. be a part of this group. I, I'm looking at the experts and I'm just like, wow, I can't even believe it. It's awesome. Yeah. So part a great of, honor for me. Yeah. Yes. It is an esteemed group. Well done, yes. Nikki. Thank you very much. Well, and, and so uh, as a result, we're talking about what it feels like when you're not up to speed today on all of the great TED Talks. Exactly. This is what it feels like when you are FOMO. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your relationship with FOMO. Well, it's a new relationship. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like this is, you know, something. I, it really is new. I, I got to tell yeah. you what happened. It, the inspiration for the topic came from a coaching group. So I have a coaching group I'm doing right now. Great group of women. Absolutely love talking to them. And one at the end of each of the sessions, I always ask, you know, what what do you guys want to talk about next week? What's on your mind? Because it's a very flexible group, right? It's I don't have any agenda. And one of the subjects that came up was let's talk about FOMO. And I'm like, fo what? <laughs> <laughs> Fo what? What is that? Fo yo yogurt? Not the Vietnamese like, soup. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> 
And then she said, you know, it's the fear of missing out. And I'm like, oh, okay, that I understand. Um, yeah, but that's what I, I was going to say, because it's a, it's kind of a, it's a hip acronym, yeah. but it's definitely not a new concept. It's not. And so when she said that, she's like, you know, the fear of missing out when you're, and well, I'll give you the example that she gave me in just a second. But yeah, as soon as she explained it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then it, when I started uh, doing a little bit of research for the group for the next session, it really did start to kind of come together and especially how this could affect somebody with ADHD, how it could be, you know, a very strong pull. of what to do. Um, But for the people that don't know, you know, that are in my age group, (laughs) may not know what this is. um, the, The definition is basically saying that, you know, you're fearing that something great is going to happen without you, or you're missing out on some kind of great opportunity. You want to stay connected to what everyone else is doing. And this is definitely where social media comes into play. Like, you know, the, you're constantly on Facebook and Instagram just to kind of see what everyone else is doing. And there's also some fear maybe that you've made the wrong decision on how you spent your time. And so a lot of kind of like, what if I had done that instead? Would, would this have happened or, you know, whatever. Um, and a couple of things can happen here. It it can either lead you to being overcommitted because you don't want to say no to anything, right? Because you want to be everywhere. Sure. But it can also do the opposite effect and lead you to never committing to anything because you just always kind of want to leave your options open, right? Yeah. And kind of just see, you know, what if something better comes along before I say, yes, I'm going to do that. Um, now, in the group, this is how she explained it to me. This was her kind of issue with it. And that was really just living in the moment. She's, she said, you know, the logical side says I should really go home from this party or, you know, this dinner because it's 11 o'clock and I have to work tomorrow. But the impulsive side of her, um, is saying, well, who cares? I'm having a great time and I don't want to miss out. And then another example came up later, um, that they were saying, okay, well, again, here you are at this restaurant or party, but I really should not, or maybe you were invited to the, to a dinner and you're kind of going back and forth saying, well, I really should stay home and do laundry tonight and, you know, clean up on my, or catch up on my chores, you know, household cleaning and stuff. But I would really rather go out with my friends. So it's that pull of, do I do the boring thing or do I do the thing that's a lot more fun and exciting and I don't want to miss out on it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny to hear it, to hear you talk about it in terms of the, the, the real life kind of practical, um, like what is my next action in the real space of the world? Like things that I can touch because my experience with it is all around, um, online stuff, right? Social media. And that's, that's where it's really, um, it, it, when it, when it gets a hold of me, that's where it happens. So tell us about that, because I think that's an interesting point, too, because that did definitely come up in, in my yeah. research. Well, it, it, for it, it, gosh, all of these tools that that give you real-time updates, Facebook and Twitter and anything that you can look at that give you a stream of activities, let you in some, you know, not small way live kind of in the perspective of somebody else that's doing something really fun, right? Right. Maybe you're following a list of people who are, you know, technology reporters for me, and they're always doing something great. They're always at some conference or some event. They're learning about great new tools and great new hardware and great new software, and it's really fun and exciting, and and they're doing all sorts of great new things. And and in a way, I'm kind of living through their eyes, and I I don't want to miss out on that. And so uh, when I'm at my worst and I open Twitter first thing in the morning, then and there are 
hundreds of posts that I have to go through to feel like I'm caught up, but it's a living stream, and so I can never really catch up. Same with Facebook. I can never really catch up on everything that everyone is doing that I'm following and interested in. And that's where FOMO rears its ugly head. As soon as I as soon as that bit gets flipped in my mind that says you have to catch up, how else will your life have meaning if not through the meaning of the lives of others? Uh, then I know I'm in trouble. And that is in fact what caused me to delete these tools from my phone. And and we can talk about kind of suggestions from that that stem from from this activity in, in social tools um that that I sort of used and enabled to to make my life a better place uh when it was pretty dark. But um but but that's that's kind of how it looks for me. Yeah, so so your solution was to actually take off the 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 sites, the so the social media sites, so you weren't looking at them at all or what was how did you well it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because when um it, it it's very difficult for me again i'm going to speak only for myself it was very difficult for me to rationalize getting rid of these signals when it was the signals that i loved so much right um but the flip side of that is it ends up being a very simple moment. It takes just a moment of strength. You muster a moment of strength to delete the app from the phone and delete the app from the tablet and delete the bookmark from your computer. And suddenly the notifications stop, right? They just stop. And when you don't get the notifications, you don't realize that there is something going on out there in the world that you suddenly feel like you have to keep up with right? It, it's as if that thing doesn't exist anymore. That's how it happened for me. And I was able to just suddenly say, huh, look at how silent the world is. You know, it's like when you're standing next to a jackhammer for five minutes and suddenly that jackhammer stops and you can hear. Or when you're driving from the city into the country and you look up and realize all of a sudden that you can see the stars because there's no more light noise and pollution. That's what fear of missing out looks like for me. It's It ends up being a, a signal pollution of notifications that keep reminding me that other people are doing something too. But other people are always doing something, too, whether I'm getting notified about it or not. <laughs> right. And their activities were getting in the way of me being able to work and focus. And so that's that ended up being my solution is remove the signal, muster that just that singular moment of strength to delete the app, take a break and and move on. I didn't go so far as to delete any accounts. Uh, but I just set a boundary on where I was going to be able to look at these things. And well, that was that's what I was going to ask. So, is there a boundary set where you can go and look at Facebook? Uh, or yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Nikki. If I if I could, because of so many years of doing this and living socially online, I mean, I I named the social tool, and likely I was a beta of it. Right. right. I, oh, I totally. was excited yeah. about all of these things when they started. So, uh, I've been on these services for a long time and my relationship with them has been has has sort of it's ebbed and flowed in terms of my participation but i got to a point where the the fomo itself was so bad that if i could have practically deleted my accounts and removed myself from them i would have but i'd gotten myself into a position of having my livelihood in some in some way uh, contingent upon me being a participant in these services and being able to be aware of what's going on with audiences and those sorts of things personally i i would have 
uh, I, I would have discontinued um, and and just gone about my life to create. But I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That was not real. So I had to create some rules. And my rules were whenever I was at my computer during my work hours, I was able to go and log in and, and do those things. But I did turn off notifications on those sites uh, so that I would only be notified about like mission critical things. And, um, and when I would post a new something, um, I would, that was related to work for a client, um, I would make sure that I was, you know, kind of on and aware of any issues that were reported by users or listeners, uh, for a period, but I did not have them on my phone or tablet. And what I realized was that I, um, as long as that happened, then I, since I was only at work during really my work hours, we've talked a lot about my schedule, uh, when I stepped away from the computer, it's like those things kind of disappeared. And mm-hmm. they're not needed, in front of you. Anymore. Yeah, they're not in front of me. And right. so I just kind of the rule was if there's something I need to be aware of on these sites, then I am going to be in front of my computer at the time. Uh, and if it's not important for me to be there, then I'm going to step away. Um, and, and it's been kind of nice. I, I've actually allowed myself a little bit more freedom to come back because I do enjoy those things, right? To come back to, to Twitter in particular, I'm spending more time on Twitter these days. Um, and it's interesting because I've really limited the, the people that I pay attention to, right? I have a very small list. I created a list on Twitter and I, I pretty much follow that list of, of, you know, close friends and colleagues. And so it's a much more of a personal kind of a, uh, experience at chat, and I don't spend a lot of time doing it, but I've given myself a little bit of permission to be back uh, on on Twitter. I still haven't put Facebook back on any of the devices. That's that ends up being really poisonous yeah. for me. Um, so that's anyhow. interesting. Yeah. Well, and that actually did get brought up in the in the group too, where a lot of the um, members did take those things off of their phones. And so social media was not on their phone and it was something that they would do at different time, you know, so they weren't exactly what you're saying. It's not in front of them all the time. But I I think the analogy for, um, you know, for the real world, the particularly this, you know, when, when do you have to muster the strength, that one moment of strength to say, I have to go home or I shouldn't leave the house for that party anyway or whatever it is, you know? Well, and that's really where our conversation sort of um, leaned in to and that was the question is well so what do you guys think how do you how do you go home (laughs) like how do you do it and uh, there were a few um, suggestions one the first one that came up was to tell a friend what your intentions are so to actually let your friend know okay I I'm out but I need to leave by 11 Um, you know these are these are the reasons why and I need you to actually help me (laughs) you know like stick to that so that's a that's you know what that's called it's a it's a foam Map. It's a FOMO, a, a FOMO accountability partner. <laughs> it is totally. Uh-huh. That's what that is. That's, That's what that we is. We always come up with new words. Yeah, I love that yeah. FOMO app. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that you know that could be one suggestion that you could try. Um, the other one that she had mentioned, which I thought was really interesting, is to actually take yourself out of the the moment, and so maybe like go to the bathroom or go outside or do something where you're kind of by yourself for a second and just really think about, okay, you know, be aware of the time and make a conscious decision 
of what you want to do. So you really have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, is it worth staying or is it not? And uh, that's that is really important. And I love the idea of taking yourself out of the of the like, that's where that moment of strength is. So you right. take yourself out of the event just a little bit, because once you're you're it's very difficult to make the decision to leave when you're in the middle of it. It's much easier to make the decision when you step outside. Absolutely. And have some clear head. Absolutely. Well, and what she was saying is she had a friend who would do this and then she would just like go home. She wouldn't, she wouldn't even necessarily come back and say goodbye. She would just kind of leave. And that, and that was sort of like, she was known for that. So nobody was like, you know, necessarily worried about her. They knew that that's, you know, she left, she was gone. Um, but it was easier for her not to go back into the group and say goodbye. It was just, you know, I'm sure now to send a text and say, Hey, I'm leaving and then go. But, um, yeah, so that was the other idea. It's not like she's like going to the bathroom and climbing out a window. Right. At least people people are aware. Help me with these crazy people. They're making me stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then we had this really nice conversation about balance and really just talking about, okay, you know, our lives are meant to be lived, right? We we don't want, we want joy. We want to create memories. And and so it was really this, this kind of conversation of people are important um, and, and we want to, to be in these um, situations, but we also have to have a balance. You know, we can't just go out every single night, um, but maybe you save the, the weekend nights, you know, and do whatever you want and not think twice about it. But Monday through Thursday or Sunday through Thursday are a little bit more disciplined, you know? So there was just a lot of kind of talk about balance and intentional planning and, you know, when, when do you have to do certain things and how is that going to work? And, uh, but really the bottom line was these connections with people. I mean, obviously are, are important to us. We need to have those, mm-hmm. um, but we need to be smart about it too. And, and, you know, look at the consequences that are happening and, um, you know, again, taking that moment to kind of reflect and is it, is it really important right now or should I be going home? Right, right. And that's, that gets to that sort of next point about intentionality that we've talked about so many times, right? It's that it, it's this idea of having, uh, of developing the muscle to be able to say, this is how I'm going to own my time and my space. And I'm not going to allow other people or events to own that time and space. Right. I mean, you're going to protect it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to protect that. Well, and then, um, this is outside of what I talked about in the group, but when I was doing my research, there were a couple other things, actually three things that came up that I thought was, um, important around this subject. And, uh, we, I will put the link of this article into the show notes so you can actually read the whole article, but these were the, th- the three things that really, um, caught my attention. One of the recommendations was, uh, just to, to kind of, it was more of a reminder, I guess, that more isn't necessarily better. Um, but to focus on the kinds of things that enhance the quality, not the quantity of your experiences. So it's not necessarily having to go out, every night, but going out once or twice and just having, you know, a fabulous time, right. With the people you love the most. And so I, I thought that was a really, um, good reflection. And then I kind of the same, same lines here is kind of prioritize your activities. Um, you know, let go of the ones that don't matter. Um, one of the things that did come up in the conversation with my group is, is, you know, are you choosing to be around negative people or people that are bringing you down? Because sometimes you get kind of sucked into those types 
type of relationships or commitments. And those might be the easiest ones to kind of cut off first is the ones that don't necessarily um, mean the most to you. But so really taking a look at where and how you're spending your time. And, you know, when you're talking about social media and you're talking about, um, looking at what everybody else is doing. One of the reasons I've decreased my amount on social media on a personal level, not business, but on a personal level is the negativity that I see in my feeds. Yeah. Right. And especially with the election right around the corner, it's ridiculous. And I just can't, I can't deal with it. I don't want to see all that negativity. So I think it kind of goes both ways, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the last point they had, which I just thought was really great is to focus on gratitude and, uh, really just allow ourselves to deeply appreciate what we have rather than just focusing on what we lack or what we desire. Um, they go on to say that FOMO is a fear of not having something that is necessarily for our, or necessary for our well-being. Gratitude allows us to count the blessings in our life right now in this moment, uh, where life is actually going on. Um, and uh, I thought that was a really, uh, nice thing to kind of remember when you're dealing with this too. Well, and it's a great way to wrap up. I think that yeah. absolutely summarizes why it, it feels so good to delete those apps from my phone. Right. Uh, <laughs> is, is it allows me to just sort of everything around me kind of comes into focus after a day or so. And I realize, wow, I really have a I have a great experience right here. The things I can touch are actually really cool. I'm going to touch more of them. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is great stuff. Uh, share your thoughts, people. We'd like to hear kind of how you overcome FOMO when it uh, when it reaches. I, I don't like the acronym. I don't like saying it. It makes me think of like Cujo. Like I know. A foaming, a mouth of teeth is <laughs> right. just foaming. And that's, ugh. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the experience that it should feel like when you have FOMO. It's just, ew, run from that awful dog. Uh, anyway, well, share your thoughts on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Ironically, uh, Twitter and Facebook, you should write us and, and let us know your thoughts. <laughs> when you're uh, on social media, when you're on check social us media, out. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? <laughs> We're uh, the exception. Anyway, you know what else? You should uh, just call us. That's better. Pick up your phone. You can touch that. Call us and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll get them on the show. 503-664-4ADD. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. And we probably won't see you all that often on social media. <laughs> But we will see you right here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 